Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Utah Street South. I'm your host, Jared Pinder. Joining me, as he always does, is Eric Garfield. Eric, happy first day of September to you. Oh, same to you. We've got a lot going on in the world of Orioles minor leagues. A lot of big names to discuss. Uh, some of them have already reached the highest level of baseball. So, uh, as our topic leader, Jared, let's start out discussing infield prospect. We can't call him shortstop. Infield prospect, Gunnar Henderson and his uh, his arrival with the big league Orioles. All right, let's let's so let's not bury the lead and let's, let's get right to it. So, as you said, Eric, the Orioles usually aren't in this position right now, but they are in a pennant chase right now to make the, make the postseason in September. And what sometimes what teams do in a pennant chase is that instead of, you know, waiting around, they will call up minor leaguers because it's, it's beneficial to the team because it can give them a boost and because it's beneficial to the front office because it won't burn their service time if they control their at-bats correctly. So the Orioles decided, you know what, we already promoted one number one prospect this year. Let's do it again. Let's just promote Gunnar Henderson and let's, and let's just try and actually see if we can, if we can make a playoff spot. And Gunnar Henderson has made an immediate impact. He was originally on this taxi squad after Monday's game, but on Tuesday morning we had learned that that was actually not going to be the plan, and he would immediately be added to the active roster on the 40-man. Gunnar Henderson ended up wearing is going to end up wearing um, number two, uh, by worn by another uh, famous shortstop for the Orioles from my time, JJ Hardy's number. But um, Gunnar Henderson definitely has made his impact felt already in these last in these first couple of games in his second at bat ever he hits a towering home run i was so excited when it got hit i got up and i screamed and i think i might have uh, i think i might have disturbed my neighbors because i just was so excited when when it came when it when when he hit that ball i was so excited He'd end up going going two for four in his debut, playing really good defense at third base. Started started a double play, made a really good play on a on a on a chopper on the infield. Um, and then his second game, you know, he only has one hit, has a strike that does does record his first career um, strikeout. Shane Bieber was on the mound tonight, nasty pitcher, but now we start to see his defense and what he's really going to add this team. Gunnar Henderson. Eric has an incredible throwing arm. That's the one thing that stood out to me immediately. I'm like, oh, that arm is as is as advertised. Because like you, you hear about the arm and like you say, oh yeah, it's a really strong arm. You gotta see it. And then when you, when, when you see him unloaded, it's like, oh, that's a very, very, very good arm. And he showed that off twice tonight, playing from shortstop. He played third base his first night, he played shortstop his second giving Corey Mateo a day off, and he made two amazing plays at shortstop tonight. One of them was a really high chopper. He had to – not only did he have the glove, 
but he didn't he didn't even have time to transfer the throw over to second base. So he said, screw this. I'm going to run on second base, and I'm going to get the runner out at first, too, because I'm Gunnar Henderson. I have, an, I have a holitzer attached attached to my, to my right elbow, and I'm going to show it off. And then the second play he made tonight, unbelievably smooth. The ball is hit in, into that no-man's lane on third base and shortstop. Gunnar Henderson, full extension, dives in the dirt, gets up immediately, and fires an incredible throw. The throw was clocked in at, at 89 miles per hour. Wow. And you see that arm. It's not O'Neill Cruz. It's not O'Neill Cruz, but it's an incredible throwing arm. And it's very accurate as well. He hits another single uh, tonight. He gets another hit. He's not going to always get hits, but Eric, there's one thing that never goes into slumps, and it's defense. He got a stolen base tonight as well. Gunnar Henderson's impact is already being filled, much like the last time they caught up a 20-year-old infielder in a playoff chase 10 years ago. I'd rather think about the first overall draft pick that they brought up this year that now pairs very nicely with Gunnar Henderson. The first two picks, the Orioles' first two picks of the 2019 draft, Adley and Gunnar. So him being up is uh, a product of the number one system. Anyone that doubts that number one ranking, anyone that's like, well, yeah, they do it in the minors, but they don't get guys up to the majors. Well, the Orioles have the top two prospects in the game playing on their major league club right now. And there's a few big names coming up behind them on the farm that aren't regular players either. So I, I'm, I guess as an Oriole fan, I'm pleasantly surprised. But right now, we are in the actual best-case scenario, and we're not considered contenders. So the phrase playing with house money, playing with less pressure, is actually applicable to where the O's are right now. Gunner being called up kind of surprises me, but you said it. They're going to manage his at-bats. They're going to manage his exact service time down to the literal day and make sure that they control his service time. But he's going to do his part and make sure that he's turning tough double plays, hitting extra base hits, and making contributions to a winning team. Perfect circle. So everyone that's listening to us that's an Orioles fan, we've all been waiting for this moment. We can now start to actually hope. It's not just Adley by himself. There's going to be a cavalry, and it's already, it's already in Baltimore. So I, I, I kind of am as excited for the big league club as I've, ever, as I've been in a matter of, a matter of years. Thanks to Gunner. Yeah, and like you said, it's not just a one-man team, man. It's not just because – well, for me, at least, it's not just because Gunnar Henderson's up. I love Gunnar Henderson. But it's the fact that we don't have to rely on one guy anymore, man. Like, we don't have to do that anymore. We got we got multiple kids coming up. We got the – we got the we we got the horses in the back now to the point where like everybody's gonna do their own thing to the point where the league is scared of us. I'm going on social media saying, "Hey, I'm scared of the Orioles." I got Yankee fans telling Orioles fans that they're scared of the Orioles. It's not supposed to happen. Not I'm this noticing, early. I'm not this early. Right. Not this year. Maybe you right. could have you could have convinced me in two years. Two years, maybe. 
not not 2022. Yeah, we're already already here. Yankees Twitter posts and Yankees Twitter accounts are getting mad, and that's a sign. Yeah, and they'll – They'll be bringing up their their they're bringing up their young shortstop too, and that's Walter Peraza. It's going to be baseball is a young man sport now, Eric. It's a young it's a young man sport. Get 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 with the times. It's we got twenty one year olds making making make, make making their major league debuts all over the place. We're getting younger and younger by the day, and I can't get enough of it. All right, so remember what I said about them about this being not just one player and this being multiple guys who are going to fill out their roles. I did. The guy that I thought was going to make the biggest impact for the Orioles at the beginning of the year, even though I knew Adley was coming, was Grayson Rodriguez. And obviously we know the injury derailed that. So it's not going to happen this year, but I got the, I have the pleasure of seeing him and his first rehab start in Aberdeen. Um, I thought it would just be cool to kind of see what I, um, just to, to, to tell the people what I saw, um, Grayson Rodriguez's stat line I have it right in front of me. He would go two one in a one point one innings. He threw thirty pitches. He did get a he did register a strikeout. He did register a couple walks, two walks. Um, the stuff looked good. Uh, Aberdeen's um, pitch clock had him sitting at ninety eight on the fastball. Apparently, Aberdeen's pitch clock is a little bit um, slow, so it looks like he might have been touching 100, which is incredible in his first start in how many months? three months. Yeah, exactly three months. He got hurt right at the beginning of June. So wow. it's been three months. Look at that, Eric. Simple math. Look right. at that, Matt. Look at that, Eric. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, um, you know, it looked good. Um, a little bit worried. I will well, let the audience know I was a little bit worried when um when the Aberdeen manager came out and like had a really long discussion with Grayson Rodriguez. I thought it was injury related. My heart sank, but turns out that uh the manager was just telling him he had a thirty pitch um limit, and it sounds like that Grayson Rodriguez was a little bit not exactly not happy, but a little bit kind of little bit miffed i think he really wanted to go out there Grayson rodriguez is a warrior man he's yep. he's he's i i think he sees the major league team in front of him i think he knows that he could have done something more he, he had he not gotten hurt he would have been a part of this he wants to be a part of it he's an insanely competitive person i know he's an insanely competitive person you see it in his eyes i remember talking to grayson uh rodriguez before but i can just tell he's an insanely competitive person just in the way he carries himself on the mound he's got that max scherzer-esque kind of vibe yeah. vibe about him where it's like my mound we're going to we're, we're going we're we're going. You better you better strap in because I'm I'm giving you a show. But um yeah, uh so I, I know and I I think that that fire in the back of his mind was a little bit why he got a little bit miffed the fact that he got had to come out the game. I knew he probably understood it. He understands that where he is, he understands that, you know, it's been a long time coming. You know, this is not the fact that you know, he hasn't – it's not like he kind of just woke up today and the fact that, well, I haven't thrown a pitch in two months. I'm just going to have to go on and throw a real game. He's been down there, Sarasota, grinding. He's thrown sim games. I don't know the exact number. I think it might be like two or three sim games. 
that that the media has told us. He's been down there grinding in Sarasota. He's I think he just started throwing in like mid July. So he's been throwing for a little bit, but today was his first start. Grayson Rodriguez looked good. I think that's the only thing I can really tell you. I thought I would come back with groundbreaking news about that we had discovered something different about Grayson Rodriguez. We did not. Well, he's a really he, good pitcher. He's definitely the future leader of the Orioles staff, maybe the future leader of the entire dugout. So I imagine it's very difficult for him to not seize that role right now while it's it's available. So as much as we want him back, the aggressive athlete in him wants it back several times more. So for most of the second half of the season after his injury, I was like, all right, we'll see him in 2023 when everything's real. He's not on Eric's timeline. So his lat is healthy enough to last through a build-up sim games, a build-up to start, and a start, and several innings. I imagine five days from now, he'll pitch 50 pitches in a game. Then after that, maybe around 65 or 70. And then if he's super sharp, he'll probably be at Norfolk and right on the doorstep of helping the Orioles two and a half weeks from now. So as many – think about this, Jared. Think about this. As Oriole fans, we've been so long-suffering. We haven't had a moment like this since you, – you quoted, since Machado. This year, Adley, Gunner, Stowers – and mm. we still mm. were mm. in the wild card chase, and we still have Grayson Rodriguez, the best pitching prospect on planet Earth, to look forward to, and the second best pitching prospect on planet Earth, a lefty, to help when the games are late and tight. So, yo, the playoff chase is about to be so much more than it would have been if we didn't have that and just kept Trey Mancini and Jorge Lopez. It's about to be as much fun as it can possibly be. No, uh, don't don't let don't let uh Trey Mancini and Jorge Lopez's trade get in the way of you enjoying oh, this team. I've seen I, it on right. I've seen it on social media. I've seen it on social media. I ain't gonna say names. You know who you are. Don't stop it. Right. Grow up. Right. Sorry. Uh, sorry. We're having fun. We're having was, fun. Sorry. Sorry. That was mean. That was mean. You can feel. You can feel how how you weigh you weigh about the way you are about this trade. You know how we feel over here. So sorry, but um, yeah, you mentioned all that, and I feel bad if I didn't mention Kyle Bradish tonight. Hey, eight innings last last oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah, seven innings today. He looks, he looks good. He looks like brother. If brother, if if you're going to be the back end of our uh, uh, of our rotation when we're we start making some moves, oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. Um, so that was the gutter conversation. Um, again, didn't see anything too um, hurtful. Didn't see anything I didn't like. I saw what I needed to see. Velocity, check. Control, check. The two walks, stink. But this is also his first game back. The innings, uh, I, I I didn't expect him to throw a lot of uh, pitches. But right. it did shock me when he did come out. 30 right. pitches is – 30 pitches, Eric. You blink and it's over. And I know, but also think about – Everything he did this afternoon to warm up, to long toss, to get yes, to it. Yes. So it's just 30 in-game pitches. So I, I also like to think about the buildup. Right, 30 is kind of a low amount, but they're also not telling us, the fans, like, hey, we only expect 30 total uh, live game pitches. So, 
you know, it was less than we expected, but it's better than zero by a considerable amount. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I, I've, I'm, I'm just happy he's back. That's the most thing. I'm just happy. I'm, I'm happy or, 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 or guy is back. So that, I think that's enough, uh, Rodriguez conversation. We'll have plenty of time to talk about him. In terms of though, I will say one more thing about Rodriguez before we move on. I hope you mentioned the the timeline thing with what what he wants, what the fans want. I hope that matches to what the the front office needs. I hope. Okay. Like I know, I know it might be a long shot. But you're telling me. And a play. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about this like a fan. I should be thinking about this like a GM. I'm gonna say it. You're telling me in a playoff chase, you you can't have the two best pitching prospects in the system come, coming out that bullpen. Somebody has a bad start. You're telling me those guys are coming out that bullpen with that stuff. Come on, come on, son. We need that. I need that in my life as an Orioles fan. I need that in my life. I pray. I pray that that is the plan for this team. That they okay. get him in this bullpen. I do not know, nor do there's a part of me that like that just has to slap me back to reality. Like, stop it. That'll never happen. You know, you know they're not gonna bring him up in September. Well, number one, they would have to find a way to make him. There's a way that they can actually make him uh postseason eligible. He would have to replace somebody on, on the injured list. They can there's there's a way to make him eligible for the postseason. But but I don't think it's going to happen because I think everything that they that they've shown me this year, they have their eyes set for something higher than 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 making a wild card push in twenty twenty two. And I'm not going to say that that they're rushing him, but if I'm I'm just going to say that I hope they really do communicate to Grayson about what their what the plan is and what he needs to do. I know that they've that they probably done that, but man, you tell them I, I just I need there's a part of me, Eric, that little voice in my head. I need Grayson Rodriguez in in Camden Yards, loud crowd against the Yankees, and getting a big strikeout. And and him dabbing up Adley after that huge strikeout is an image that I've just had ingrained into my head. I might need it. Well, that's something that that every Orioles fan looks forward to. Um, but that's the high end of the minors transitioning to the majors. Uh, now it's time to take a couple minutes and look at the other end of the minors, the low end of the minors, the part that I see. Um, I go to all the FCL games that are at home in Sarasota, and I go to a handful of them on the road also. So now I'm going to uh, briefly break down everything that I saw uh, extremely quickly from the, uh, the FCL season. Uh, the winning percentage, I don't exactly know what it was. It was pretty low. I think they only won 13 or 14 uh, games throughout the whole season. There was a lot of progress, however. Uh, physical growth, maturity, uh, personality, uh, ability to control your emotions during a game or during a big moment in a game. I saw a lot of that. So the headliners were shortstop Michael Hernandez, 
Uh, at the beginning of the season, he showed a uh, little range and little uh, strength when he made contact. By the end, he's driving the ball into the power alleys, making plays, excellent plays, both sides, second base, shortstop, and third. So I was not ready to count him out, but I was concerned. He actually ended up having a good season. Uh, stats be damned. Uh, the best statistical player was probably their best overall player. That's catcher Samuel Basayo. He was 17. He turned 18 in August a few weeks ago. Uh, all of his home runs were over the wall. He needs some work with his swing, but when he makes contact, he's so strong because he's so big. He drives the ball very far. Um, infielder Anderson De Los Santos controlled the corner, was really a good, dependable, trustworthy, uh, everyday third baseman. So I expect a lot from him uh, in terms of where the bat goes and distance. He was one guy that as he exercised and got bigger, his metrics improved right away. Uh, Pitching-wise, most of the good pitchers moved on. Davey Cruz was great. He moved to Delmarva. Uh, Harold Arias was pretty good for us, a righty. And Junior Pena, a very tall relief pitcher, reached uh, 98 and 99. And by the end of the season was really, really, really showing much more snap and hop on, on his heat. So uh, for people that listen to this show or follow me and, like, don't know all the players, Junior Pena is definitely uh, a name to, uh, to watch for in the future. So um, the headliners were the, uh, the main contributors. The record was less than stellar, but it's the rookie leagues. So it's really there for the purpose of education and practice. Uh, as usual, now that the Orioles draft excellently like the Ravens, the draft class coming in two-thirds of the way through the season, guys like Max Wagner, Jackson Holiday, Judd Fabian, just coming in and absolutely clobbering some of these rehab or 17-year-old pitchers was, you know, exactly what any fan could, could wish for. So that happened, and a lot of those guys have moved on. Fabian you know, Fabian was here two and a half weeks ago. He's already in high A. Del Marvel was not even a challenge for him. So in a lot of our future shows, we might be talking about him as a top prospect type. So the FCL, you know, they, they only won like 11, 12, 13 games. It would have been awesome if they won 35 or 38. That didn't happen. But the learning and the educational aspect was there every single day. So uh, hopefully, I know I was entertained. Hopefully anyone who follows me was uh, somewhat captivated and into the season also. Uh, by the way, before I finish up, instructs start uh, very soon. There are already players from the Dominican Summer League that have continued their season here in Sarasota. So I might have information or video on some of those players in the next couple of days. And we thank you for that, Eric. No problem. Um, yeah, we'll definitely get in some we'll, – we'll get into some in, in, in instructs um, talk. Uh, those instructs, those fall instructs, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, they don't start until like, officially they don't start until like, what, mid to late September, probably into October? I believe this year it's actually going to be October. The Orioles have a lot of camps going on in the offseason, almost like a nonstop camp schedule. So uh, and if they didn't have that, they'd probably start instructs like days from now. But because they do – They'll officially begin those in probably the first week of October. Very, very cool. Yeah, yeah a lot of cool um, players coming back. A lot of good video. A lot of 
you know, it's a total practice environment, but hopefully we'll be able to see some neat stuff. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that, for giving your, um, your, your, your thoughts and memories of the FCL. Um, even though we didn't get a lot of wins, it was still, and it, it was still kind of interesting to see like what, like the beginning of what, of what the international signing classes are going to look like. And then next year, you know, we'll get, we'll get some more, we'll get some more guys in there. You know, we'll get um, Tavera in there. He was our guy from from this year's signing class. We'll get some new guys in there, and you know what? Hopefully, you know, as we grow, you know, they'll 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 get some more they'll get some more wins. That I guess that's that 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 really is the hope, especially with that new Dominican um, academy opening. I think in early next year, correct? Yeah, uh, it's early next year when that when that new. Um, when that new academy opens up in the Dominican. It looks beautiful through the through the computer generated um, video that the Warriors have showed us. Hopefully, it looks even better in real life. Um, so yeah, with that, um, with the FCL season ending, uh, there were a lot of movement on. There was a lot of movement on throughout the the um, throughout the minors. And Eric, I just kind of wanted to talk about some promotions. It looks like they're trying to speed up the process. A lot of promotions that I thought were going to happen gradually happened in one fell swoop. So that's that's before we look at them individually, that's my takeaway overall. Things are happening fast and the Orioles front office wants wants them to happen this fast. Yeah. Um I can I can agree with you more. Almost like the the, the success from from the major league team is now starting to trickle down into a lot of the minors because now you're starting to see guys get moved up. Yep. And we'll talk about the first one, Judd Fabian to, to Aberdeen. Saw him tonight, saw him saw him play center, saw him play in the outfield tonight. Um shocking. I was not expecting this. I thought that they were going to keep their cool and keep them in Delmarva. They said, nah son, you're 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 too good for this level. We need to get you up there in um yep. up there in Aberdeen. And you know, just, I don't think there's a lot of other draft picks that get immediately drafted and they go from FCL where they start off. Everybody starts off in the FCL. I think some people might actually that's not true. Um, then 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 you go to Delmarva, but then they said you're too good for this. You're going to Aberdeen, and you know it, it, it's he has gone. Yeah, I don't think he's gone. Yeah, I don't think he's lit the world on fire yet, but it's been only a couple of bats. The fact right. that he's even up there is an, is amazing, and like I think with with that, there's also movement throughout the system. Um, the one I want to talk about uh, is Darnell Hernandez to Bowie, big time move, big yeah. big big time move. Um, starting off from from he from where he was, and he was part of that. Um, he was part of that 2019 uh, draft. Yeah, he was, was part of it about the 2019 draft, but he was also a part of that the mindset that 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 you mentioned, Eric, of the slow process, the slow. Let's get these guys acclimated. Let's get these guys learning. Let's get these guys kind of like settled in before we really think about making a lot of other moves. And you know, he starts off in Del Marva, kills it. You know, hits pretty well at, at Aberdeen, and now it's like, well, you know, you played really well this year. You're going to Bowie as a as a reward, and you're going to show like why why you deserve to kind of be 
like like the prospect that like we think you are and how much and how much improvement you made now you get to go to to double a Darryl so, was absolutely killing it in Aberdeen 305 with the average 22 out of 25 steals two to one strikeout to walk less than two to one like 1.8 to one strikeout to walks 21 extra base hits in 60 games he was there he was their best hitter so he deserves Bowie he he earned Bowie good for yes. him yes he totally earned Bowie yeah he had 21 extra base hits in 60 games awesome he had 126 weighted ones created um WRC plus um just um he he definitely deserved to get called up and then the last couple and then the last moves were the big ones I want to talk about uh Jordy or Joey Ortiz and Colton Kowser got called to AAA. Wow. I did not see this coming. I did not see at the beginning of the year seeing Colton Kowser in AAA. Talk about a climb though, Eric. What Colton Kowser did in AA is going to go down. It's going down in my memory. I'm like, oh yeah, like there was also that that, that time when Kowser just annihilated Double uh, A. Like 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 it was just too easy for him. Twenty extra base hits, one hundred eighty four weighted runs created plus a one thousand wow. OPS, wow. a sixteen percent walk rate. Are you wow. kidding me? Wow. Are you kidding me, Colton Kowser? Get out of here. Good defense in center field. He should I say it? I'm gonna say it. All right. I think he's gonna push for opening day center fielder. I think that's very reasonable. By the I, way, I know, I know, I know it seems reasonable to me and you. Some of the listeners, they might not like it. I'm telling you, man, it's it is. It, I'm telling you, with the with the with the rise that he's taken, I'm buying stock into it. He was drafted 15 months ago. He has 540 at bats in his entire career. 17 home runs is kind of a lot. 25 steals is more than that. So he's taking bases at his own at his own pace. His career OPS is 9.10. I also think. That he will be invited to he will be invited to major league camp next year. It would definitely not shock me if he's on the Orioles to start the season. Look at his rise and look at the amount of time. It's not a lot of time. So he's mm-hmm. basically had one slump in his career, April and May of this year. That's it. And still in those 540 at bats, 17 taters, 25 steals, OPS over 900. This is not a minor league player. This is a major league player. It's just a matter of when. So I don't th- – I mean, it, it is kind of like hot take-ish, but when you look at it all, like big picture, it's not that crazy to think of it. They're moving fast, and so is he. It's the the acceleration from like him. It. I like it. We went, we went from zero to 100 with this. What, what did he – I don't know what to say. Like, you know, I understand college hitters, you know, advanced college bats. Like he was, he was supposed, like he was tired of coming out of college. They don't, they don't slow down. They move fast. But wow, triple A. Like I'm looking at his numbers, Eric, and I'm just like, nah, it's like, that's not real. That's not, he didn't do that. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, dude, I'm like, 
there's no way he's not going to fight for major league playing time this year. Nobody could have predicted this. When I watch him in drills or in practice in the outfield, it's almost the same thing. There's no way he's getting to that ball. There's no way. And then he just does. He's just under it when it lands. There's no way he's throwing it right to the target. Then he does three times in a row, hitting the target. This guy, I don't know. The scout that found Colton Kowser deserves a raise several times over because he's a great draft pick, a great minor league level jumper, but he's not going to stop. He's going to be a major league player, and it looks like he's going to join Adley, Stowers, Gunner, and be a, a major league contributor drafted and developed by the Orioles. Oh, man, think of what I just said. <sighs> Eric, we just mentioned – like nine or ten names today who are going to help the major league team in like a year. I don't think we've had nine or ten guys help the team in like twenty years of. of We're not right. I, I I I look at this. I study this. You and I talk about it. You write about it. We're not. We're not ready for this. The impact is even bigger than we mm-hmm. thought it was going to be. Mm-mm. And it's no. And it's September, August into September of twenty twenty two, and it's happening right now. Most players that I talked to or baseball people were like, yeah, this is going to start around 2024. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it, Eric? It's beautiful. Yeah, it feels good. Um, uh, before, you know what, before we, we kind of do um, end it off, um, I do want to, like, think about something Dan mentioned come to my mind. Um, with the way calzer has been playing – do you potentially see the Orioles sending him to the to the um Arizona Fall League that I get to get more to get more playing time? To be no, I don't. I think he's played enough. He didn't miss a lot of time with injury. He really didn't miss a lot of time with anything. He showed his skills are sharp. He's in shape. I think the or from what I've seen, the or- Orioles use the Arizona Fall League. To, for guys that lost significant time with injury. So I don't think he's a candidate. I don't think he fits that category. Mm. That's probably going to be an episode we're going to have to record one day doing doing uh, predictions who's going to go there. I don't know. Like, it just entered. It, it, it just – Arizona Fall League is not about today. It just entered into my mind. I just kind of wanted to throw right. that out. You good, 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 good job answering that. Um, yeah, but uh, I think with – with that, uh, we didn't talk about Joey Ortiz. Um, we apologize, but um, but again, Joey Ortiz had an unbelievable second half uh, of the season from August to like July. He was unbelievable. Um, before we get out of here, Eric, I do kind of want to mention you know, I think one guy that's while the fan base was clamoring for a Gunnar Henderson uh call up. He got outproduced during all that time by the dude that plays next to him in in AAA, Jordan Westberg, and the run that he's gone on. Yep, he has looked awesome, and I think it was. And and I kind of thought in, in into the end, the back of my mind, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year. But, like, what if they made him a September call-up? Like, it's not going to happen now. We know who they're going to call up. But, like, it wouldn't be shocking if they called up Westberg with him. 
Right. I like him a lot. And I, I, I actually thought the whole time that Westberg was going to come up ahead of, uh, ahead of Gunner. So I was definitely, I definitely whiffed on that one. He's a pedigree player, high draft pick, three years in the SEC at a good program, a team leader type there. Versatile in the infield, as good at second base as he is at shortstop and third. So, again, his time is definitely coming, but it's hard to argue, even small sample size, with the impact that Gunner's made right off the bat. Not a baseball pun. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. Again, like, you know, what do we? What more do you have to say? What I mean, more do we have to say about? This, this farm system, this team, the way that they're winning, you're not on board right now. Um, I think that that train has left the station. So we told you, we told you to get on board. We told you to get on, on, we told you to, we told you to, to, to buy into this product. If you didn't, that's on you. If you did, good job. All right. So I think that's enough. That's enough out of me tonight. Eric, you got anything else you want to say? No, I mean, it's just a great a great time to enjoy being an Orioles fan. And so, we we always thought it would be good. It's better than we even thought right now. So kind of sit back, relax, and just enjoy it. Yeah, that's just the kind of vibe you got to do. You know, have fun. You know, this is – the team is calling up pretty much everybody that, that you want. It almost feels like, a, feels like a Christmas. It's got everything you want under the tree. You got nothing to complain about. You're happy. Everybody's happy. And sit back and enjoy this ride because Orioles got this this team right now has potential to do something insanely special with all these prospects. And probably because of the prospects. Not just with because of these guys coming up and doing and doing what they're doing. So with that, sounds like that Eric has kind of spoken all he needs to say i have spoken all i need to say thank you guys so much for listening and remember you know leave a comment subscribe leave leave a leave a rating and thank you very much and take it easy